there, everybody. How is it going? That's right. If you're hearing my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast, where we talk about all things witchy, all things feminism, throw them into the cauldron and see what we get, because there's there's a lot of things bubbling here um, in the world of nerdiness. And we're talking about something that I don't particularly have a huge amount of expertise in, like don't blame me for this but we have to talk about it and um you can hate me all i want all you want for not being a huge south park fan but we're talking about south park at least we're talking about it hey i'm your host daily wilhelm the witch with wayne links joining me today is hello i'm emily rubin you don't have a witch name yet but it's okay and (laughs) hello i'm jeremy rogers does he get a witch name you can have a witch name (laughs) a witch witch name which witch (laughs) which witch is this We'll never know, but you guys can come into those on your own. Like, it's very, it's a journey. You find yourselves, like, through your witch name. It becomes your identity. I didn't know the coven had this much deepness it's, to it. It's deep. Yeah. It's pretty deep. You know what else is deep? South Park. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. South Park, on its surface to me, I always thought it was just, like, trying to be as offensive as possible. Is, is there truth to that? Yes. But there is a message and a reason for that offensiveness. Yeah, I'd have to agree. They definitely go out of their way to poke people's buttons. I think I think it profits off of that because, like, you know, any news is good news. So even when they're in the headlines getting in trouble for things, it's still like, wow, people are probably going to go back and watch that to see what all the fuss was about. Um, so Emily here curated a list of some specific controversies that South Park decided to... Uh, immerse themselves in, including um, the first one will go on from season five, Scott Tennerman Must Die, (laughs) which you labeled as your favorite. That is my favorite episode. Um, So basically, plot-wise, there's this kid named Scott, and he's he's messing with Cartman, and Cartman's getting bullied, which is new, and we kind of see him in, like, a weak place, and the twist at the end, spoiler alert, um, Cartman forces this kid to eat his own parents. And oh. <laughs> yeah, good family fun. Oh. Um, and that caused a ton of controversy, especially around parents with parents around the show, which is kind of ironic because children really shouldn't be watching this show anyway. But this was a big talking point. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's animated, so it must be for kids. Right. Actually, no. Actually, not at like, all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> So I I definitely, I've heard, like, the different things, like, One Million Moms has, like, lobbied to ban South Park at one point or another, like, those kinds of parental organizations. Um, Do you feel like South Park, though, supports murdering your parents? Obviously not. (laughs) I mean, just because they show something on TV doesn't mean they're going, yes, this is real life and what you should be doing. And Cartman is definitely portrayed negatively, like, all the time. And that's the joke. He, what he's doing is terrible, and I don't think they're saying anything different than that. Let's not forget that moms in the 70s and 80s created MAD. Yeah. Moms Against Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's corrupting kids. It was corrupting kids. Exactly. Mothers are the moral compass of America. <laughs> exactly. We need to preserve our mothers and let them do whatever they want, lobby against whatever. But... So I think what you said earlier, Emily, is kind of like the core of South Park. Even though they're showing something and showing characters doing something, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're 
like advocating for you to go out and do. No, <laughs> not at all. So it's just really strange to me. Like people watch something and they take the very like surface of it without digging any deeper. And they're just like, what I see is what's happening. But there's so many like, there's, it's satire. There's like, they do terrible things and say terrible things because there's a message behind it. They're often criticizing what they're showing and what they're saying. But of course, if you don't get that, you're just seeing like the negative side of it. But if you actually think about what you're consuming for just a minute, then it's like, oh, I get it. But I don't think many people have that I get it moment. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe where like moms do have a legitimate concern if Mm -hmm. their kids are watching South Park because they're not going to dig deeper into that actual meeting. Like, which is like why I remember in middle school, like South Park kind of spawned like people instead of saying that's gay or that's stupid, which I was like, I was ready to be like offended when people said that's gay. But instead they went straight to that's Jewish. And I was like, <laughs> what? what? Where is this? I, I what? Mean, yeah. I mean, in my rural hometown, we had no frame of reference for anyone that mm. wasn't like a Baptist. So it right. was just like, what? Okay, just another word, right? Right. No, no, <laughs> yeah, it's not. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that is the thing. Like, children are impressionable, but it is up to the parents to make sure they're monitoring what their children watch. And I don't think Trey Marker. Trey Marker, Trey Parker, or Matt Stone. The ship name. <laughs> Yay! Have ever been like, yeah, South Park is for a young audience. So it's kind of hard to comment on something that's like, it's being consumed by someone it's not supposed to be consumed for. Right. So, I mean, yeah, of course, they're going to get the wrong messages from it. Uh, I think Trey and Matt have made it pretty clear what their feelings are about people who watch their show, That, at least in terms of who should be watching their show. And it's whoever feels like it, Mm. whoever wants to. And that if you are responsible for someone else's watching habits, like a parent usually is, then you should be deciding for yourself whether or not your kids should be watching or not. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Because the thing is, is that usually when these controversies happen, of course, the showrunners are blamed Mm -hmm. and are being like, why would you go and do this? Like... The the second one of our controversies from season five, uh, it hits the fan, and it is standing in for a very different four-letter word. I mean, not very different because those two letters are still in there. Listeners, if you're able to uh, figure out what that imagination. is, yeah, just just there's the two letters in it, and then there's two <laughs> other letters. Whatever could they be? Find out at <laughs> the end. The yeah, coven. find out <laughs> next week on the coven. But that one, as I understand it, was literally they were just they just said the word as much as possible. It was literally a challenge for the TV broadcasters when they were told like they were getting all this like slack, you know, for saying you know the, what they do in every episode. So they were like, let's just say it as much as possible. And they did something similar in the movie with the uh, the F word. Um, they literally stopped saying it one time before it would have been charged with obscenity. Wow. That's so carefully constructed. <laughs> so, they, I mean, they're definitely the type of people that want to, like, they don't just poke at the audience. They're, like, poking at the people giving them, like, the avenue for their content. <laughs> Why do that? Why risk poking the bear? I think they have a, <laughs> I keep saying they have a message, but their point is, like, Television is so restrictive for content creators that you almost have to poke fun at it to really 
talk about like how ridiculous it is like you can say like it's kind of ridiculous that if you say one if you don't if you leave it out one more time it's okay but if you say it one more right. time but it's to like, actually but show you it you still said it that many yeah, times yeah it's like we what is that said. one time going to do it like, changes lives emily changed mine right <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like uh, season eight. They had an episode called Good Times with Weapons. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that title a lot. Like All good things. All good things. Good yeah. times. So the good kids times. are playing with uh, ninja weapons. Mm-hmm. And, as you do. <laughs> right. Right. As you do. And as you do with real ninja throwing stars, one of the kid gets hit in the eye. <laughs> I think this is one of the lone episodes that I have seen because I'm guessing the kid is Kenny. Mm-hmm. That it gets is. hit in the eye. It yeah. was Butters. No, Butters it, got him. It was in Kenny, eye? wasn't it? Well, I mean, the go-to would be Kenny. I am. No, yeah, it was Butters. It was Butters. Whoa, who Whoa got, I got oh, told. No. Butters got a shuriken in his eye. <laughs> As you do when you play with ninja weapons, kids. <laughs> the yeah. coven does not endorse playing with uh, ninja stars. <laughs> yeah. Also, if we have children listening, why? <laughs> Like, as much as I encourage, like, being educated on these subjects, maybe maybe ask a parent, ask a guardian, should I be listening to this? It's probably a no. Probably. <laughs> Check in. <laughs> but the whole moral of the episode is that more people pay attention to Cartman when he decides to go streaking than mm. to Butters, who has a mortal wound in his face. Jeez. You know, because it's all about how people in America, especially in broadcasting, are way more accepting of violence than of anything related to sexuality or nudity. Right. There was, I remember, a controversy with the show Hannibal. And, of course, that show is about Hannibal Lecter. So Mm -hmm. we get to see people in various states Mm -hmm. of being murdered or being consumed. And there was one scene where it was two people and a graphic warning trigger here. Uh, They were placed in positions where it looked like they were angels because they had wings, and their wings were made out of the skin flayed off of their backs. And that was fine. That was totally fine. But you could see their butt cracks, and thus that scene was asked to be censored. And they were like, oh, is it too too bloody? Like you can see like their spines sticking out. No, 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 no. Butt crack. And wasn't there a solution that, to that to put more blood on the butt crack yes. to fix it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. More blood, please. <laughs> so that's like that's kind of what I think. Like people like Trey and Matt are poking at. Like they're obviously they're they're putting themselves up for a lot of uh, controversy, but they're making a point, and there's definitely purpose in that. I think. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like I said, any news is good news Mm -hmm. and these controversies get a lot of traction. And I don't want to say I think South Park stands on its own as a fantastic show, but it also helps when people are like, people are mad about this thing. I'm going to go check out the thing and see if I will also get mad because that's that's what people are like these days. That's what people have been like forever. Forever. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's everyone going and watching like a train crash. You can't look away. Hey, I mean, even people hate watching. That's more hate people watching. watching. Yeah. I, I am a hate watcher of things. I watch various things just to hate it. Me too. Yeah. I, think I we mean, all do. I don't know if that's the most healthy pursuit, but it's my <laughs> pursuit, damn it. So here we are. So um, I wanted to bring up, because this is one of the episodes that I have watched, and this feels like a little less 
controversial, but it did wind up being pretty controversial. The Ginger Kid episode. Yeah, we like, just watched that. <laughs> so like, go kick a Ginger Kid day or whatever. Yep. And that gingers have no souls. There was actually like <laughs> backlash to this because ginger kids would get bullied. There was that famous YouTube mm-hmm. video of ginger kids do have <laughs> souls. Like, just because I have red hair and freckles does not mean I don't have a soul. You don't know uh, me. You don't know me. You, you don't know I'm me. a Christian. You don't know me. You know my name, but not my story. I love him. <laughs> uh, gosh. So, shows like that, or episodes specifically like that, do you think that that causes the right kind of controversy where we were having conversations about, like, it's ridiculous to think that ginger people would be discriminated against (laughs) but it's less ridiculous to think that you know people of different colors would be discriminated against yeah um i don't know i did a paper on like authorial intent and at what point is the author not responsible for the actions taken because someone consumed their media in the wrong way i mean we all know like the example of catcher in the rye which prompted someone to go shoot another person and obviously that was nowhere in the book and it's how like how do you even get that read between the lines emily (laughs) i guess i'm not reading go shoot this guy so (laughs) but south park is a little more blatant and i think there's more of an argument for it because they are making fun of ginger kids in this episode it's like non-debatable they're saying like you know ginger kids have no souls but i think the problem here is like People are taking that seriously, whereas, like, it's not at all supposed to actually be saying ginger kids have no souls. But because they're saying that, are Trey and Matt responsible for the message that came out? And I guess my stance is not really, because I think it's from watching it, I think it's fairly obvious you're not actually supposed to have that viewpoint. And, you know, gingers are kind of a stand-in for other groups. Mm-hmm. And because it's ridiculous that gingers would be, like, the source of such like hatred that felt like a like a real like you had to define bottom of the barrel like we need to find a group of people to uh i don't know i don't know gingers yeah and i think even like that video of the kid that you know is like gingers do have souls it's very obvious that he also took the wrong thing from it because he said something towards the end that's like you know black people are respected mexican people are respected so the people that are taking these wrong messages it's kind of, it's hard to really take seriously when they don't really understand real discrimination. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to the kid's credit, he was talking about, well, mind you, I didn't see the video of that kid until last night preparing <laughs> for this podcast. So it's fresh in my memory. But he was talking about, uh, you know, openly getting teased at school. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that is that, you know, with people mocking and, you know, this kid because of South Park, it was more open, whereas you don't typically see that phenomenon happen in most schools for other minority groups. Yeah. I would hope so, at least, for sure. Yeah, I would Hopefully. hope so. Yeah. Let's, That's let's a good hope. point. We're a little better than that. But I do remember, I never having seen the episode as a middle schooler, but remembering the phenomenon of I had a ginger friend, and then we started, like, saying, like, oh, you know, you have no soul. You had to steal someone else's soul in order to have a soul. <laughs> of course. Because ginger. Like, I didn't know what that reference was from, but I was like, <laughs> gingers don't have souls. <laughs> Obviously. It's just a fact of life. We just know that from science, I guess. <laughs> like, question mark, question mark. Yeah. 
I went to a Catholic school, so I thought there was just some fine print hidden somewhere <laughs> when people started talking about that. That would be the kind of thing that there would be fine prints exactly. about. Like, let's be real. But um, that's another thing is religion in South Park. So I <laughs> first learned from South Park exactly what Scientology was all about. Uh, obviously, I don't think it was in the same context that the Church of Scientology would like me to learn about <laughs> Scientology. But like, like literally, I remember like when they were going through the mythos of the Scientologists, it just had a running banner on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. This is what they actually believe in. This is really real because it is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. So that's one of the things I like to hand it to South Park for doing that kind of like educational work because before that it was just a concept. It was just like, oh, they just science it up <laughs> or something. I don't know. But that particular episode, what are your thoughts? That's one of the best ones I think they've done. I feel like people that don't even like South Park like that episode. Yeah, it's pretty approachable. Yeah, because I think there's something we can all agree on is that Scientology is mysterious and strange to mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, the banner when they're like, this is what they really believe. It is. I mean, there's definitely more to it, but like they're giving you a real glimpse at this religion, religion quotes. <laughs> so I don't know it's very approachable it's something that like I don't think it's too controversial because we're all like yeah this is weird of course the Scientologists like you said aren't going to be too happy yeah. about it but yeah I mean they kind of weren't after the episode no aired. they were not <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah I mean it's it was just so weird because it was presented in like the context of like how the recruiting happens mm -hmm. like they're like hey you want to come in and like talk about something or whatever it's like very innocuous and then like the truth is kind of coming out and like it was it was a rabbit hole that episode because then <laughs> I was like I need to google this to like confirm this and um it makes me wonder if that like the authorial intent like did they really want to like have that phenomenon of people being like wait what is this actually about <laughs> and people actually getting angry to the point where it's like we we need to question whether or not we should allow this kind of thing to function and continue to manipulate people's lives because right. frankly like there's some pretty dark stuff coming out yeah. of uh, the church of scientology really dark stuff Yet. It's really interesting how a religion that says you know the more money you're able to give to the church the better you are as a person it's weird that that would attract so many rich people I have <laughs> I, I have why. money that means <laughs> that I can do this yeah and I also think this episode's really interesting in that you could basically re replace Scientology with just about anything else and it would have become extremely controversial but the message could be applied to just about any religion. Mm. And, I, and Trey and Matt don't shy away from other They make fun of every religion under the sun at some point. Right. But here, it's, I mean, it's controversial to the Scientologist, but to most people, we all agree on Scientology being kind of strange. So it's okay to make fun of the Scientologists on the wide scale. And that's just a really interesting, like, societal thing to me we've all like this shows that we've all agreed on what is acceptable to make fun of and what isn't yeah that's that's definitely like where the boundaries seem to be like where we can push what is acceptable to make fun of or not i think trey and matt are really smart about choosing their targets for south park yep. because one of the big things that they focus on at least when they talk about religion is usually it's okay to make fun of 
key people like, you know, Tom Cruise staying in the closet or John Travolta (laughs) staying in the closet. Together. (laughs) It's okay to talk about those specific people, but other than that, you either make up an official or you're just talking about the religion as a whole. Because when they did the episode, you know, all about Mormonism Mm -hmm. and Mormons, the you know, the big twist about that, a new Mormon family moves into South Park and everyone's freaking out because Mormons, and then they find out that they're just the nicest, most, like, idyllic family. No sinister anything, they just happen to be Mormon. Mm. And it's a theme that's reflected also in their musical, The Book of Mormon, (laughs) that religion is what you should make fun of, but that the people believing in it are fine, good people. The institution, not the participants therein, because those are people and people's beliefs are both uh, part of them and also ever changing, I feel like, because like someone is not forever like this thing that I have decided to judge them for. Um, I think I do think that's really important because I think that's one of the things that makes South Park so good, too, is that it does like call out specific people. And it puts in that effort to portray these people, not necessarily accurately, but in a way that it's like, okay, audience, this is what this person has said. And can you believe how ridiculous that is? Right. It's the same way that like SNL did the uh, Sean Spicer skits. Gosh. So this this latest season, have they broached the political climate? Because... Kind of the like the last episode they did, uh, before the first episode of the season, not really. Uh, they're definitely. It looks like they're going to really go into it after this episode. Would you say so? Yeah, I would say so. The first episode really tried to broach that sort of uh, working class malcontent in the country mm-hmm. that manifests itself in the far right movements that we see, and they revived an old South Park joke of you know. Rednecks going, they took our jabs. Oh my God. It was the entire episode. Bless. Oh. I don't. This past episode, um, the big thing I can think of is they criticized Trump pretty heavily, and the whole thing was like he needs to put his phone down and get off Twitter because North Korea is going to bomb us, and that was basically the entire joke. So it looks like they are going to start targeting political figures much more heavily, like right. they did in the past. Yeah, because it was. I mean, a lot of my like frame of reference when I was younger for the Bush administration was just from South Park because (laughs) I wasn't paying attention to like whatever was on the news. I was sneaking in episodes of South Park when my mom (laughs) wasn't looking and that's what told me about what exactly was happening and obviously that's in caricature but -hmm. at the same time I, I did feel like I knew vaguely what was going on and that's that's another one of those like kind of like educational I guess mm-hmm. benefits of South Park because they do it's so crazy they do just the week to make the whole episode they yeah. just take a week which is insane especially but, like now yeah but that also backfired on them with last season they genuinely thought Hillary was going to win the election yeah. so they had the entire season planned out in a very specific way and it was basically supposed to be you know Hillary won and they'd made allusions to like Bill going, you know, she's actually quite scary and she was going to win and they were going to reveal like her emails were like going to destroy the country. So they were criticizing Trump, but they were also going to heavily tackle Clinton after her victory. Because the presumption was that 
she would be there to attack. Yes. <laughs> right. So then the night of the election, things went differently than anticipated. Right. So that was, I think it was actually the night before the next episode was going to air. It was. So yeah. they were panicking and they had to do everything in one night to match what happened in the election. And that's why that past season was such a mess. It just, they had to throw everything they had planned out the door. I mean, I think Literally. that just, like... The, sorry. Literally, no, I think it was 40 minutes before the episode aired mm-hmm. that they finally finished all the editing and everything that went into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like me on a deadline <laughs> for, like, an essay. But that's okay because I am a college student. That's how we live our <laughs> lives, on the edge. But it's a little different when it's like, oh, we have to have this out for the nation to see, nay, the world. <laughs> can you imagine if they missed that deadline? What would have happened to the show? There's so many, like, there's so many more consequences for them and for their staff who they're responsible for the pay for. Mm-hmm. So that's terrifying. Yeah, that, that whole debacle just sounds like 2016 in a, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was kind of how generally 2016 went and i'm glad for shows like south park when we have like this kind of political turmoil this kind of just general turmoil in our country because it both makes light of it Mm -hmm. and at the same time like actually points out like hey guys here's the issues like it's gonna affect you yeah (laughs) it's gonna affect you somehow so um speaking of so we are on season 21 gosh that's so crazy to think about so south park has been along around for a very long time and it's kind of it almost like seems like it's trying to do like the check boxes of like different issues what issue in particular do you think was the most important that it talked about at that time period for last season or any season. Hmm. I know, I know. I'm throwing hardballs. I'm sorry. One of the biggest issues that I think they tackled with a lot of finesse and, you know, brought a new viewpoint to was, I forget which election it was, but it was one of the presidential elections where the kids were voting on a new school mascot and the two candidates were a giant douche and a turd sandwich. And one of the gang, he just decides neither of those options are cool and he doesn't want to vote for either of them. Mm. And so they take a look at what it's like to not like either presidential candidate and how parties will tell you, you know, you need to vote. And then once you agree to vote for the other candidate, they'll tell you that you shouldn't and all the foibles of the political system. Interesting. For me, I think... One of the really telling seasons is one that I can't remember the number of, but it was when 9-11 happened. Oh. And it was, South Park was basically the first show to make fun of 9-11. When the season came back, it was after 9-11 had happened, and everyone was kind of like, how are they going to tackle this? Because we yeah. all knew they would, you right. know? But I think that is a really telling thing, because they took this horrible, horrible event that happened and affected just about everyone in America and they made it a joke and it was kind of the first time that people really looked at 9-11 and could laugh about it and it was a catharsis and that's what they do with all real current events they say how can we laugh about this because laughing about it opens up discussion Mm -hmm. and that's what i think they do really well now to be clear they weren't 
when we say they were making fun of 9-11. Oh, yeah. They were making fun of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clarity here. <laughs> the person that you would make fun of in this context would be the perpetrator thereof. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just so we're clear in the whole <laughs> yeah. here. Thank you for that. I don't Starting want angry letters. <laughs> the conspiracy that South Park made fun of 9-11, like the victims or something. And the cult. And the... You know, the coven endorses it. Oh, yeah. We don't. We do not. Like, seriously, guys. No, we are just a small podcast. Thank you for <laughs> listening, though. Us. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting that you said, like, it opens up discussion about these big, huge things that sometimes are, like, harder to talk about, like 9-11 was at the time. Um, but there's also kind of the contrary that South Park sometimes seems to, like, shut down discussions about certain issues in the sense that, like, oh, you're just being, like, really stuck up about this. Like, especially when it comes to, like, PC culture, which we always try to be here at the Coven um, in the sense that, like, they have, like, characters that are very much, like... Not racial, PC. Yeah, <laughs> not PC. Like, um... I don't know his name, but at uh, City Walk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're still seeing that today. Yeah. But I mean, I hate to be like, that's the joke. But the point I feel is that like they show these things and things and you kind of watch it knowing like this isn't good. And the town of South Park is pretty messed up. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's aliens. There, yeah, There's aliens. There's Cartman. Um, there's just Cartman <laughs> in general. Scientologists. There's a lot going on in South Park. But, to, like, half of them, more than half of them are racist. And, I mean, it kind of fits with the tone of the show. And I think by the over-exaggerated, like, in, not interpretations, but representations they show are to kind of point out how messed up they are like that's the entire point of why you laugh at it because it is messed up they're not saying anything like well you know this is representative of asians and it's okay to laugh at real asians i think it's pretty clear at least from my perspective that like it's wrong (laughs) i think south park has you know on occasion they're not perfect they oh no been a bit reductionist in Mm. their quest to make a joke out of something like with pc culture you know there's a scene in season 20 where at the pc frat house before all the guys engage in intimate relations with their lady friends uh (laughs) the pc principal goes down the hallway and he says all right everyone hand over your written consent forms that your ladies have signed and that's honestly a talking point of alt-right people that you know we've gotten to the point in society where you have to sign a consent form to have intimate relations and so you run the risk of getting into that sort of headspace right yeah that's been a lot of the things that i've noticed on the interwebs is that there's people who are not children but who are fully functioning adults unfortunately who really take South Park at face value yeah, and are seeing it as justification for like the things that they make fun of. It's like, this is what it will be like if we allow Mm -hmm. this to go any farther. Like in the sense that we're going to be made to like get consent forms in order to like have sex with anyone ever. Like people like actually take that seriously. Yeah. Do you think that there's like 
we were talking about authorial responsibility. There's obviously no way you can like, I, I can't fathom people doing that <laughs> and taking that seriously, but there there are those people and they get pretty vocal, unfortunately. Yes, they do. So what, like, obviously we can't speak for Matt and Trey, but what what do you think that they would say to that? I think that they're the type of people that they would parody in South Park, honestly. Mm, mm-hmm. Honestly, like, when I see the people taking South Park so seriously, I feel like they're going to end up in the next episode as a joke. That's how I view Trey and Matt, personally. Yeah, that's almost exactly the joke of the episode. Uh, apologies to Jesse Jackson. Yes. Where they make fun of people who feel put upon by PC culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that like an episode like that, um, it's kind of hard to talk about. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Randy says a terrible word and he makes it about himself. He said, now I'm known as that guy who said this thing. The N-word specifically. Right. But the joke is that like you see all these black people and they deal with that every day being actually called the word not the guy that said it right and that's the joke and i'm sure people watch it and are like haha it's it's like they resonate with it because they probably do say it even like casually like playing games and they PewDiePie. don't really PewDiePie, <laughs> we're talking to you PewDiePie PewDiePie. Is that guy now <laughs> that episode was about him becoming that guy who said the n-word now someone please edit that a couple of times <laughs> like, yeah more than once now gosh so, I mean, it, it's hard. Like, they can't really control how people interpret their work. And, and Jeremy said it perfectly. They aren't perfect. They definitely say things that I don't agree with. And you know it's not parody. Like, that's their stance. Mm-hmm. But that opens discussion. I personally feel it doesn't close down a discussion if they say something that I disagree with. Right. I, I don't know. I, I personally think that opens a discussion to prove why I disagree with it. But that could just be me. Right. Hence this podcast. Yeah, it's over here. I bring this up because there was this post that I sent you guys. Um, it was on Reddit originally, and it made its rounds around the interwebs. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna do some paraphrasing here, some reading. So specifically about South Park. South Park has always been fundamentally reactionary. Those pushing for change are wrong no matter what the change they push for. Nothing is a bigger crime to Matt and Trey than giving a that word that we mentioned earlier. It. It. Uh, <laughs> their ideology is apathetic libertarian. Whether you're on the left or on the right, if you're asking me to change my behavior, you suck. As it stands, the political left tends to push for more change than the political right does. As it stands, Matt and Trey admit they dislike conservative conservatives and really blanking hate liberals. It isn't about the left or right. It's about change versus comfort. If you're trying to change something, they think you're annoying and they think you're lame because caring about stuff is lame. Um, I'm going to skip around here. It's a show that teaches its audience to become lazy and self-satisfied, that praises them for being uncritically accepting of their own biases, and that provides them with an endless buffet buffet of thought-terminating cliches suitable for shutting down all manner of challenges to their comfort zones. South Park is a place where you're n- where you never have to have your assumptions challenged. It's a place where you're always right. You shouldn't bother to think and people asking you to change your mind are annoying busybodies and prigs who should just shut up and leave you alone. South Park is, if you'll excuse the expression, a safe space. 
Is this entirely <laughs> wrong? I, I have to one Personally, when I hear this, this sounds like someone that's seen like one or two episodes that go against their personal stances because I, it just feels like they don't watch the show because constantly I feel like my beliefs are challenged by Trey and Matt. And I, don't, I can't say they've really changed my beliefs on anything, but they have made me think about certain things. And I mean, the very fact that they call out things like religion and, you know, corrupt business and like societal things, like they parody like the lottery and how we essentially like sacrifice like celebrities. That's like we sacrifice them as like a... We put them on a pedestal is a better way yes, to put it. Yes. Not sacrifice. I mean, that's what depending on what we're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> and they can't like live their lives. And that's a cultural, like, that's a thing that happens here in America. And they, everyone does it to an extent. We all have a celebrity that we're like, they're God. And they talk about stuff as simple as that. And that does make you kind of question like what you're consuming and how you consume it. So I don't really get what this person's coming from. They definitely say things that are, not liberal and things that are not conservative. I mean, they're libertarian. <laughs> I think that's pretty widely known, but I think they do a pretty good job of making fun of both sides pretty regularly. To me, this sounds like one of the moms. Yeah, it's one about. of the yeah. moms. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I see kind of where they're coming from because obviously I haven't watched a huge amount of South Park, but I have interacted, unfortunately, all throughout high school with those people <laughs> who were like, South Park is life. And they definitely were not getting the deeper, more intended message. Right. And they were just kind of gliding on the surface of things and being like, this show supports my very, very close-minded <laughs> beliefs. But... Unfortunately, there is a huge amount of people mm -hmm. that are like that, that are not taking it ironically at all. They're taking it at face value, which is really unfortunate. And we, we have gone a lot into, like, authorial responsibility for that. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't want a creator to have to come out and be like, guys, please stop. <laughs> please stop. Like, did you know that this is actually ironic? But it makes me wonder if, like, they're... I wouldn't ever want to ask someone to, like, sacrifice artistic authorship, I guess, in mm -hmm. order to, like, make that more clear. But do you guys think there would be a way to make that more clear for these uh, mass amount of people that are still being like, ha-ha? <laughs> Honestly, I'd say the last three seasons have been very much liberal. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how you could watch them and... If you're a conservative, I don't know how you'd watch them and not feel like they're making a huge jab at you. I mean, they're very much, they're very much criticizing through making fun of like PC culture and everything. And I'll agree with Jeremy, there are some definite toxic messages there that should be addressed and talked about. But they also really point out kind of <laughs> why we need them. <laughs> like PC principle is shown pretty favorably, I'd say. The character. Yeah. Right. That's his name, PC Principal. Yeah, that's literally his name. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, while at first he's seen as just this aggressive dude bro, by the end of the season, he's a pretty sympathetic character. Yeah, he's like one of the most level-headed people, and he's of the PC crowd. They obviously make fun of it, but in the end, he's way more uh, of a person, a good person, than anyone else in South Park. I feel like South Park is like the show that has like no one will be able to explain it the same way that another person will because I yeah. was told not to watch this season because I would get mad because they are making fun of PC culture constantly. They do. 
Right. But if it's in the end, it's a very favorable thing, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm going to watch that. That's fine. And that's honestly how South Park has pretty much always been, <laughs> I feel. So, yeah, I as we wrap up here, I would like to broach one more, the newest controversy of South Park, and that is with the new game, Fractured Butthole. Gosh, that name. <laughs> Every time, guys, that's what they intended. That's what they get. But um, on the character creator... The difficulty slider is the skin color slider. And if you pick your character to be black, Cartman, I believe, says, like, this won't affect battle, but everything else will Mm -hmm. be harder. And it actually does reflect that in the game itself. Thoughts on that? It's hard to say because none of us here are black. So we don't really have that. You know, we don't have the experience with what it's like to be discriminated against and everything. And to have white people making games about you and everything and Mm -hmm. what that really comes how that comes into play in your life but from my perspective I think it's kind of brilliant because they're making a political statement about you know what what racism and Mm -hmm. it's not subtle honestly no it's it's straight up saying (laughs) everything else will be harder for you and I think people need that like I think we're past the point of people being uh, being able to understand subtlety so (laughs) certainly certainly (laughs) so i mean i think this is a pretty blatant political stance they've made and i like it i think ballsy but brilliant is what how i want to put it i love that (laughs) i'm a bit more cautious just because of how they have skewed towards reductionist portrayals in the past i'm not sure how genuine this you know move on their part is and how well it will be portrayed throughout the rest of the game uh, that's just my thing I'm not right. making any not trying to make any hard judgments right now the game isn't out yet <laughs> but just some cautious skepticism yeah I think that's fair it, it would be important I think for rather than just having that little bit of flavor text in the menu if it like you have to keep it up. Mm-hmm. You have to actually reflect this. And that's all the more powerful of a message, I think, if it's something that you're constantly facing, mm-hmm. especially if you're a white player going into this without having any idea of what the black experience is like. Maybe this is kind of like in, in like a really weird, because it's a South Park game, but a kind of simulation of like yeah. what they might have to go through every day. Plus, it's really interesting that... Uh, this choice is related to difficulty because for those of us who, you know, weren't as, you know, tuned into the whole Gamergate phenomenon, mm. a lot of the video game community, a lot of the video game community is composed of very uh, right wing thinking people. And so and a lot of these people are very into video games. They're the get good crowd. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Pepe I don't memes. <laughs> so forcing them to, you know, if they want to get good at the game and play it on its hardest difficulty, the truest difficulty right. in a lot of their eyes, they have to play as a character of color. I think it's interesting, too. Most of the criticism of it I've seen has been from white people online. And mm. I don't want to say, like, my, like, you know, few boards I've been on and, like, Facebook comments I've seen represent the entire community because it doesn't. But from the people that I see getting very angry about it seem to be white, which is interesting. And it makes me wonder, like, 
why when it's not really affecting them to I, the extent? I have seen posts where it is white people getting mad and they're getting mad because it's like, my life is actually really hard. How dare you say yeah. that I have it easy? And it's like, everyone's lives are varying difficulties, but we're saying that there is an advantage, unfortunately, right. of being white in this current society that we live in. There are certain obstacles that I'm not going to have to face as a white woman than a black woman would have mm -hmm. to face. And I think we need to acknowledge that. Yes. And I think mm -hmm. that if we have that kind of acknowledgement in mainstream media, in our television, in our games, in our TV shows, in movies, then we're, we're stepping ahead to getting rid of those obstacles altogether because yeah. realizing that that's totally unfair and ridiculous. Let's stop. Can we stop? <laughs> it's time to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Don't bring more memes into this. We mentioned Pepe. We used his name in vain. Like, we're already there. But <laughs> South Park. South Park is... I, I definitely want to watch more, but I definitely wanted to have you guys on because you guys are absolute experts. I'm confirmed. Say that. Confirmed. <laughs> I mean, you were on a podcast and I said it, so that makes it true, right? It's going on my resume. Yep. Absolutely. South Park experts. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, Daily. Yeah. Thank you. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today was the South Park experts. Emily Rubin. And Jeremy Rogers. Thanks, guys, for coming on. So The Coven plays every week here at BiteBSU.com and on our SoundCloud Ball State Daily. And you can check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We had an Instagram and that's all at ByteBSU and YouTube, I should also mention. We're everywhere. We will find you if you don't <laughs> find us first. But we'd appreciate it if you found us. So uh, be sure to tune in next week when we talk about whatever else is bubbling in the cauldron. Thanks for listening, guys.